In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh Buckley, and my podcast garbage pail kid is... Travis Rats. Travis Rats. Uh, on the show today, uh, on Comic Exposure, what we do is we read graphic novels and trades, and we talk about them like a book club, but with comic books. Uh, and so we have a guest today to talk about Goners uh, out on Image Comics. So our guest today is Andrea. Andrea, say Hello. Hello. Hi. There you go. Andrea said hi to everybody. <laughs> she does talk. Uh, Andrea, I'm gonna need you to like take it up a little <laughs> bit. Like, yeah, you're like you're like uh, this is a come exposure. Here's what we do. We have guests on it. Like pretend like you like comics. I do. I do. I do, I, I do like comics. This is what happens when you do a show on a Sunday night as yeah. opposed to a Friday night. Yeah. I'm, if you get Josh like on a Friday night show or even like a Thursday night, I'm show, good to go. He's giddy. This is the end of my weekend, though, man. Tomorrow I wake yeah. up early and. Look at 150 seniors in the it's eyeballs. A second week, so. uh, second second full, full week? week will start oh, tomorrow. Yeah, it's yeah. still real intimidating. Yeah, at this point it's still a little fresh as, right yeah. now. A little fresh right now. All right. All right. So Andrea and I, in a former life, worked together. Uh, Andrea's a drama teacher. She's now an aspiring makeup artist. Or is that demeaning to say aspiring? Is that okay? No, I. You know. It's I'm aspiring. I haven't she like done went a to bunch the school. of stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah. like you went, but it's not. It's not like you have, like, a regular gig right now is what right, I mean. Right, that so is correct. A freelance makeup artist. There you go. Yeah. Cool. There, there, you go. Go. there we go. That sounds better. Slash hard. substitute Slash teacher. substitute teacher, <laughs> uh, which is the, like, that's, like, the best job, being a substitute teacher. Hey. You, you babysit kids. Yeah, exactly. remember uh, Hang With Mr. Cooper? Yeah. That guy had an amazing life. And, and he was, all like, he did was sub. Yeah. I think he eventually became, like, the principal or something at the school, which is a natural progression in <laughs> three substitute, years. From, yeah, from substitute teacher. I'm, I'm modeling myself more after um, Dorothy Spornak from The Golden Girls. She was a substitute teacher, so I feel like... Okay, Wait, go. which one was Dorothy? Was, was B. She Arthur, this, okay. like, the queen. Right, right. Was she a substitute teacher? I thought she was, like, a regular teacher. No, she was, like, a substitute. legit substitute teacher. Right. Took me a long time to figure that it's out. It's been a while since I've watched Golden Girls. So. I like the, 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 the one... Sauce, the, the sassy, sassy one? one? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course you would. Blanche. Yeah, Blanche Devereaux. Yeah. I think you like... Something name. for like Southern women. Yeah. I think there's she like still something. Alive? Is that woman? No, there's no way. Only um, dead. only um, the youngest one who played the oldest one is still alive, right? Wrong. No, Lies. she's dead too. Betty White is. Betty White's the only one. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I guess yeah. Betty White is alive. Yeah. But I think Betty White was dead. I'm sorry, Betty White. <laughs> you are culturally relevant. Still. Welcome to the Betty White podcast <laughs> with Golden Girls. We are at episode 76 of Golden Girls. Blanche Wars. gets. A perm. I don't know what it is. <laughs> so today we are reading Goners with Andrea. Uh, Andrea is a big horror buff, so I gave her uh, in our indie summer of reading. This is the final book of summer reading. Travis, can you handle uh, it? Yeah, it's, I, it's well, impressive. I, I, our next pick is it's a it's a mix of both worlds. We'll talk about it. That is at the end. yeah. Right. Uh, so we're, we're, we read Goners, which is an image book. Uh, it's written by Jacob uh, Samon Saman. Saman, uh, Saman. You, you went over this. I did. I remember, went over it. Remember what we said? It was like, say man, what's your Saman? Yeah, Saman. Saman. We had a whole. <laughs> so Jacob Saman is uh, the writer. Uh, he actually did uh, Ultimate Spider-Man. He wrote the cartoon Ultimate. He's a writer on cartoons, so he wrote Ultimate Spider-Man. Okay. Yeah. Avengers Assemble, and this is his first creator-owned book. Uh, he's drawing the uh, the artist on this is Jorge Corona, and uh, he's done a couple other books. He's drawn Teen Titans Go for DC. 
He's done some cover work for DC. Uh, he's currently writing We Are Robin, or drawing We Are Robin for DC. And uh, Feathers is another one of his books he's doing. Uh, Steve Wands is on inks and letters. Uh, Gabriel Casada is on colors. And Morgan Beam uh, does like the most fantastic job on watercolors in this book. And, and we'll, we'll get to that later, but uh, it's gorgeous, the watercolor parts are. Uh, so this collection collects issues one through six on Image Comics. Uh, so before we get into the book, before we get like into talking about the book, this is an image one, yeah, it is. Uh, Travis has a question for you, Andrea. Go for it. Right. Uh, the question is, what, what's been your exposure to comics up to this point? Up, you, know, you sat down and read this, but before that, um, um, so media, actual comics, movies. What, what's your? Well, the what's your... first, my first ever exposure to comics was, I guess, comic book characters was like the original, like Tim Burton Batman. Okay. With Michael Keaton, who's my favorite Batman. But um, actual physical comic book, it's the one and only comic book that I owned for my whole childhood was The Death of Superman. (laughs) And I cried so much. It was, but I I loved it and it was awesome. You do know he he ends up coming back. He's he's alive now. But like, again, again, it was my only comic. So it was just like he just died over and over. I was sometimes, I hope, you know, hey, Maybe this time Maybe. he'll live. What was his name? Colossus? What was the bad guy? Or, uh, no. Um... Doomsday. 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 Thank you. Yeah, he's Colossus just like... is the metal guy there from you the go. X-Men. Yeah. Did Doomsday ever come back in comics? Yeah, Doomsday's yeah. back, yeah. I think. Yeah, he comes back in there. So you had, the, um, you had the the big two, right? You had your the Batman movie. You had the Superman, Death of Superman book. Yep. Um, was this... Did anyone in your family bring this type of stuff into the house? As far as were there any, like... Uh, uh, bookish nerdish types in the family that would bring these materials in or was it any do you have any friends or it was it, my i have a slightly older brother and he kind of introduced me to some of the stuff but he wasn't like a super comic book nerd i just mm. kind of started just watching stuff on my own batman the animated series is one of my favorite things on the planet x-men the cartoon and all those so it was kind of saturday morning geek out right sort of thing. uh dun, 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 dun. wait wait is that how it goes dun, 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 dun. and then what comes after it Da-na-na-na. Da-na. Oh, that's, that's right. All right. All right. Okay. Um, yeah. So we were talking before. Uh, you're um, uh, well, an aspiring apparently uh, makeup <laughs> artist, uh, and you um, drifter on the street trying to do makeup on people. <laughs> the Socrates of makeup. She just like wanders. Josh uh, said that um, um, you know horror is a, a genre you're talking about. We were talking off air like you like the like blood and and, and guts of of doing makeup that mm-hmm. type of stuff. Um, where did that where how that manifest itself um i when i was younger i just watched a lot of horror movies that i should not have watched um <laughs> the exorcist and evil dead and killer right. clowns from outer space and it did you did you watch frankenstein did you, did you get to watch them at your house or were they at like someone else's house it was i blame all the friends that i slept over at their houses oh, yeah. like a candy yeah. man like it was just uh, just Can- bad parenting legit, on my friends parents legit end. candy man was the scariest movie i ever saw as a kid I, it I seriously yes. creeped the crap out of me. I couldn't look in the mirror. I couldn't look in the mirror in my bathroom for like yeah. months after I Is saw that it. Is that the one I never saw? Was that the one where you say his name yeah. and he comes and like gets yes. little kids? And right? like bees come yeah, out of his he mouth. He like opens the jacket, bees oh. everywhere. Doesn't make any sense. I also sense, have like a but fear of bees. I don't know. Might that might be that. why. There you go. Yeah. Candyman did that to you. Yes. Uh, so the weird thing is, is like horror movie and like the horror genre is like a piece of fandom or whatever you want to call it that I have like very little like part in right i'm not really into it but like 
uh, there used to be a place in Mesa, right? What was a joint in Mesa called? Is it still there? Oh, was it Monsterland? Yeah, yeah Monsterland. The big restaurant. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not there anymore? It's not, unfortunately. Oh. Yeah, it was like, uh, and it was like a museum, like a restaurant and a museum. They had like a haunted house during Halloween, and they had, and it was like a museum. Like, you had to go through a maze to get to it and everything. And <clears throat> actually, 13th floor bought all their stuff. So, oh, well, yeah. yeah. So, if you want to oh. see all the cool crap from Monsterland. Go to the 13th, Go to the 13th floor. floor. Uh, 13th just floor. Look, just look longingly at it and be like, Whoa. <laughs> like sir, you have to move through the haunted oh, house. You're like, no, I just want to sit and just, <laughs> just soak it in. Those of you who aren't uh, like Valley natives in Arizona, the 13th floor is like a, a big haunted house that happens. And it, mm. is it really 13 floors or is it just what they no, call it? It's, no, it's like three floors. And if you get to the third floor, it's the 13th floor. I don't know. When I went the first year, it could have changed, but it was just one level and they made things appear to be, but it, yeah, okay. it just didn't. So you went up a little ramp and you're like, no, you're on the next floor. It's like it's a fake really elevator oh, okay. and stuff like that. But All it was, right. I mean, it was great. Don't get me wrong. Can it you just, just pay, can you, I've been terrified of haunted houses. Can you pay to go through a haunted house and just like chill out in one of the rooms? Like, since you're it's self paced, right? I can walk through it. Some can of I just them you're, hang like, out you're there? forced through because like, there's like a like a like yeah. a cattle of pe- like a corral of people. Oh, right, right. They're gonna let a certain amount of people in at a time and then keep the flow going. Yeah. So we get to move on. Uh, no, I don't believe it sets any of the rules that <laughs> yeah. I have to. Love I this like room. this room. I paid my money. It's really cool. I'm going to stay <laughs> yeah. in the aborted fetus room. Yeah. That's where I'm going to be. It's cool. There's always bottles. There's no one trying to chase me. I hear a chainsaw in the other room. I don't want any part I'm of it. it. I'm not going in it. Uh, like, so one of my, one of my, uh, one of my students showed me this haunted house thing where like, they touch you. Like normally, that's not. It's, I can't remember what it's called, but like they legit like tie you up and put you in stuff. Yeah, and there's lots of fake mm. blood being sprayed on you. Yeah, that's Ooh. not. Why would you pay for that? I don't no. know. And you literally, I went to one that was local. I'm not going to say what it was because I wasn't a fan. But literally, they shove you in a room and say, "Sign this book," and you're like, "Blah blah." Like it's obviously mm-hmm. on a binding contract, but literally, they just threw water on me for 20 minutes and pushed me and told me I was horrible oh, and man. it was it was a nightmare so I'm never going back to a thing like that again was it called nightmare is that what it was, it was no like, like it's a nightmare like it's in the name we put it in the name like literally but I mean there's some that get way extreme I mean, yeah, literally like, they do tie you up and like throw you in a body bag and like chuck you down a yeah, flight of stairs really crazy stuff golf cl- I don't that know. people pay for I don't Just think they thinking. really do the golf I, club. I think that's a little too much but <laughs> so you are a horror fan and yeah. luckily we have you on to talk about a horror book yes um, so let's get into it. Let's get into it. Goners on Image Comics. Travis, I'm going to give you the honors oh, of doing man. the two-minute summary um, on this. Uh, I think Even though you did the one last time, I'm going to make you do this one. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. <sighs> I'll keep it very general. So uh, Goners fall of, is... It's a it's a really complex book with lots of characters in it, and we'll talk about the characters individually, I'm sure, as we move through it. But in general, it's about this family. It follows this uh, Latimer family. Yeah, Latimer. Mm-hmm. Latimer, Latimer, Latimer family. And this Latimer family has a, a long legacy of what's basically monster hunting, right? Um, and when the story opens up, uh, tragedy befalls the Latimer family as the, uh, the father and the mother of this family die, leaving behind the new protagonist, their, their two children. Uh, and now the two children, um, over the course of, I think it's like, what, like a day or two? It doesn't yeah, feel much. This like whole story like takes place over like a day, a day or and two. A half, maybe. Mostly during one night after the death of their parents. They have to, uh, this is where I get confused. Like, what do they have to do? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, so like, apparently their mom's not, spoiler alert, their mom wasn't their mom, but like a succubus. Yeah. So they have to like, 
defeat the succubus i think is the best way to say right. it uh and then josiah the boy is actually part demon i guess like all the latimers are part demon right yeah i guess, I guess it's i guess the, the big picture for the general summary would be like this this is a famous monster hunting family they even have a reality tv show a tragedy befalls the their children of this family to begin the book and they have to kind of take the mantle of their parents uh in because they have to fight these monsters in here and there's some um, things that are revealed about this family, especially the um, the DNA and genealogy yeah. of the son, uh, that um, help make this like kind of plot explode. And then, meanwhile, we have lots of ancillary characters, and they have lots of help and a lot of support from people in there. And a uh, shitload of monsters. And a shitload of monsters. A shitload of monsters. Yeah, I'd say it's like a proper measurement. Of yeah, I would say it's a scientific. Like, a shitload is definitely yeah, you ne- best. never once in this book do you turn a page and go oh there's more monsters oh yeah no there's monsters and there's monsters where you're like what the hell monster is that yeah luckily I do like that in the back how they had the compendium yeah. of the monsters in the back that wish was they really had cool. it in the front though yeah, I know. wish they had it in the front <laughs> I know luckily in the back yeah so, so the nice thing about getting a trade uh, especially a trade like this is you get in the back which is essentially like a uh, a monster what do you want to call it? Uh, monsters for Dummies. Yeah, Monsters for Dummies. And so it essentially tells you, because really there's no explanation of who these monsters are throughout it, really. Some of them, they don't even use the names. They're just monsters that are in there. Uh, and so through this, you get all these monsters and you kind of learn like, oh, that's what that monster is. Now it makes sense what the hell it was doing. Yeah. I mean, for the most part. <laughs> yeah, what did, you, what did you think about the the idea of them using real, or not real, um, real monster tales from different cultures yeah, and different, different time periods of the world. Yeah, and stuff like that. Well, I mean, I didn't... <laughs> I was kind of a bonehead and didn't really, like, look through the entire book until I finished reading it. Um, so I didn't really realize this was in the back, and then I did, and I was like, well, time to read it again and make some sort of heads or tails of it. So I was flipping back and forth, going all over, and I'm still slightly confused on some of the things um, and how they kind of tie in, but I really loved... The fact that they kind of brought in this mythology and this folklore from all these different cultures and stuff like that. Because across the board, I mean, Norse and Native American and all this stuff. I thought that was yeah, really, really cool. Yeah, I had cool. no idea about. There's like yeah. little, um, like, Chinese ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. That, this guy. The is spirit of accident. Yeah. Though. So there's like a ton the of... The comic like, relief, if you will. Of the... Yeah, there's a ton <laughs> of monsters in here. Uh, and I really wish that was in the front. But I understand all the extra material goes in the back. Yeah. But once I read that part, I was like, oh... That's why that's who that monster is, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, some of the stuff that was confusing at times cleared up once I got to this part and said, "Oh, that's what that monster does." Because mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know enough about like monsters to. Right. I just air quoted and we're on a podcast, yeah, you, but I, <laughs> I don't. You know did with your voice too. I know you did. You did the monsters. monsters. <laughs> I don't have my inflection air quoted for me too. Uh, I, I don't know enough about monsters in order to like to be able to tell you. Oh, that's the spirit of accident. I see there, yeah. right? But like, if anybody's going to, it's going to be yeah. you. <laughs> right? But now you can. But now I can, <laughs> which makes me feel so awesome. So awesome that I can do that. So let's let's dive into it. Um, what, what did I start with? So let's, let's talk really quick about the characters in here. Uh, the two protagonists, uh, Zoe, the 17-year-old daughter of the Latimers, and then Josiah, the 12-year-old son. Of the Latimers. What did you guys make of these two characters? Oh, their names are so hipstery. They are. They are. Zoe and <laughs> Josiah. Josiah. 
So right there, they're already one notch down. Like, that's one against you, kids. <laughs> uh, I'd like to know, like, Josiah has some pretty sweet mutton chops for being, he like, 12 years old. Yeah, it was, like, real, like, 902-0, like, Jason Priestley uh, hair going on. <laughs> yeah, but they're, like, you know that they're not actually sideburns. He just like, has, like... It's like a curl. It's like, yeah. it's like a... a like, a, <laughs> like a Hasidic, like, curly thing he's got going on there. Yeah, the kid needs a haircut. I, I, I liked... I liked... Um, I actually liked the two, the two kids as characters. I thought they... Um, they, I mean, they're, they're, I, I don't. I don't think we're going outside the box. They follow that tradition of there are two young kids. The brothers, the more like kind of um, adventurous one. Yeah. The sister is a little bit more of like yeah, the, the older the, the guardian reserved, and reserved know. and things like that. So we're seeing that. Um, we see that. We saw that in Lock and Key. Yeah. Some, and we see it in a lot of um, this type of genre um, of books, is fantasy and horror. So I, yeah, I like the depiction of the kids, and I thought that that. Um, I thought their their designs were really cool as well. Andrew, what do you what do you think of them? Who did you relate with more? Do you relate as a as a person yourself? Which character are you more like? I'm gonna ask you like a really nerdy question. <laughs> are you more a Zoe or a Josiah? Well, mm, are you team um, Zoe or team Josiah? <laughs> <laughs> um, I. I don't know. I, I, I'm going to say something super lame and say I'm a little bit of both because um, I am kind of overly cautious and, you know, how Zoe is. But Josiah at the same time is really, really inquisitive. And, like, the whole time he's trying to figure something out. It's kind of subtle that he's trying to figure something out. But he is the one that is seems really knowledgeable about things. He's, like, tinkering with some mm. crap at the beginning. So, you know, like, this kid, like, is he is a th- has a thirst for knowledge right. and he wants to figure things out. So, um, I really dug that about him and obviously the demon aspect of him at the end was pretty cool. Neither of these kids seem to really be that upset about their parents' death. That no. was the which, one thing which I was they a saw little live on TV. Yeah. yeah. yeah they and saw it was that. I mean it was It was brutal. Pretty, it was brutal. pretty graphic. Uh, those parents in like the first like four pages are, are shoved out of a spoiler alert yeah, panel. Yeah. Well, one of them's like stabbed through the chest, right? Like, so the dad is stabbed through the chest and then shoved out the window too. It's a pretty, it's pretty serious death. Which knocks the mom out the window. Yeah, basically. which knocks the mom out the window. It's, 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 it's pretty gory. Uh, here's what I'm gonna say. I, I think, you know what? I think, uh, Jacob really nails the voice of two kids. I would say that their dialogue works well. Like, being with kids all the time, like, teaching teenagers, Zoe, for the most part, sounds like a 17-year-old girl, right? Definitely. Like, uh, I think I think their back-and-forth quips worked really well. I really liked their dialogue together. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I liked that, like, she didn't know how to drive a car, but she drives <laughs> a car anyways. And so, like, there's a joke about her, like, being 17 and not knowing how to drive and... I like you Josiah. Know. He's like a he's a fairly brave child, and yeah. obviously they are they also don't again don't seem to be faced by their parents dying. But like <laughs> Frank's holding him, and he's like puking. He puked all over yeah, my back, yeah. didn't he's he? Pisses himself he pisses all the time. himself. Yeah. I'm like, oh, he's still like he's still like a little kid, yeah, like a, a messy. He barfed on me, didn't like, he? <laughs> he I, I I feel like he's very courageous, but his body it's is just not. not. Yeah, his no. body's it's a child. He needs to break away that human form and get that demon form. I really liked. I just, I also love just, I'm like a Spielberg fan, stuff like that. I love like movies where kids are heroes in it. And obviously, like Goner's looks, I'm sorry. When it you look at it, it looks like Goonies. Like Goonies. Yeah, it does, and yeah. so I really, I'm all about, you know, the adventure and kids kind of trying to save the day and stuff. There, there was a quote from uh, the author where he said that he was going for. Those were the things that really kind of like he remembered as a kid were Spielberg movies and mm-hmm. George Lucas movies and 
uh, he said Amblin Entertainment. Like he yes. like was like like he wanted that Amblin sensibility of like a family, but at the same time he wanted to do like a horror movie, mm-hmm. right? Like a tell a horror story with that type of that sort of family appeal in it. You nailed it when you like said Spielberg because that's I think what can be celebrated about this book is is it's under what it what it, what it undertook to do was to create. Um, that kind of yeah, family friendly yeah. adventure. We're putting some scares in here. Real Spiel. It's very, very. You nailed it. With very Spielberg esque. We saw uh, what's that Super Eight movie? It wasn't Spielberg, but it yes. was like an homage. It was an homage, and, exactly. Yeah. To and it, Spielberg. it's it's this kind of felt like that too. I don't know if it's as well, successful gorier, but... as that. And that and and the gore is that one of your questions as well later on about. Does it fit in on there? Um, I, that's a kind. My my thing about it. So let, let's just let's just talk about that right there. This could so be a movie, right? It reminds oh gosh, me of yes. Monster Squad. Did that's you ever see what, Monster Squad. Yes, totally. It totally reminds me of Monster Squad. The Wolfman has nuts, right? <laughs> and but it's but it totally reminds me of Monster Squad. Uh, if you were going to turn it into a movie, though, you would have to PG thirteen it and get rid of a lot of the like blood and guts that is in there. That'd be too graphic for it. But really. It reminds me of like uh, it reminds me of Monster Squad. You you throw some kids into like something scary. Uh, Goonies isn't as frightening because there's no real no, like, monsters but, yeah. in it. But it, it's that same sort of idea. Um, what's since it's a reality TV show, you do it like uh, like found footage. You film it all like, like Cloverleaf. Hand, hand, yeah, like, like Cloverleaf. Clo- yeah. Cloverfield. Yeah, Cloverfield. Yeah, Cloverfield. <laughs> there we go. Cloverleaf. Those are the stupid highway things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that was not scary. Not, well, depending well, on what time of day yeah. it is, I guess you know. <laughs> Be pretty frightening. Uh, so I, it reminds me of a movie like that, and I, I think it would play well. Maybe even uh, with like the aspect of TV the way it is right now, and mm. and uh, Jacob being a TV writer, mm. like a cartoon writer, You're like a Monster of the Week type show where it's. Well, even if you'd like, even if this was like the first half of the season, right, or the first couple episodes mm-hmm. where you're building the world, because that's what this does. This this creates a world where every monster you heard of exists, and yeah. and, and I guess a scenario in here. And, and let's talk. Let's talk about it. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out there right now. Were you guys at all lost while reading this? Yes, I was never found at all <laughs> reading this. I was. I think from about the, when you start reading a trade, uh, we've seen this with Saga, um, yeah. East and West, where I'm, I'm currently you only borrow that, and I'm seeing that, and we see it a lot. If you were just to read the first issue, you'd be pretty lost. And so I was like, well, as I started reading it, I said, yeah, it's going to come full circle. I'm, I'm going to get, I'm, they're going to get their pace, and I'm going to understand what's happening here. I, I, I never felt like I really got my feet on the ground with the story, as far as having a good sense of what what the goals of these characters were and what the how these characters were really related to each other. Uh, many characters would come in and it seemed like there was this huge history to these characters mm-hmm. and they related to each, each other in the past quite often. And I yeah. go, well, maybe they'll address that. And it just, none of those were ever addressed. I, I think like, I, uh, I'm gonna let Andrea. What, what did you What did you think? How did you... I I really really spot on with his reaction mm-hmm. too. I, I I don't know. Like I got it and I was really interested. And it makes me want to read the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like they really front loaded a ton. And like like you said, these characters come in and you're like, there is something way bigger going on with this character. And literally, they're on one panel and they're yeah. gone. Yeah. So um, and then b- by the end, the whole like kind of. Uh, 
thinking of in like film terms, like the whole third act of the book. Um, it was just, you know, monster after monster and everybody's kind of tying together. Plus they did these flashbacks back and forth. Yeah. I literally had to go back and forth and right. be like, okay, what does this character kind of look like? Who are they talking to? What's his name? And I, I, I've never read a comic because I started reading Saga. I've read one and two and I absolutely love it. I'm not half as kind of frantically trying to figure out some things right. in Saga as I am with this. Right. But I feel like there is just so much in this that hopefully will be answered later. But I, I truly thought that after that first page with George, I was like, I don't know what this is. It's totally going to get answered. I am still not clear on it, but right. yeah, I, I think it's, the, but it's interesting though. I really, I like, I yeah. want to know more. What it seems like to me, and, and, and it seems like there was, it feels like I'm picking up the second generation of this. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like there was a goners book that focused on the parents. And so we learned all those people. And then now I get this. Yeah, you're right. And it's like, this is where the story goes from their story to the kid's story. Right. You know, so that's what it feels like, but that's not what it is. Because right. there's so much stuff where I'm like, okay, so why is Ezra? That's the the big uh, the big guy who has their aunt and uncle. So he's like hiding uh, their aunt and uncle. Why is he fighting with um, what's his Frank? name, Francis or Francis. Frank? Why is Francis fighting with him? Right. Like what what's going on there? He said like they, he got fired, but I'm like, what's the whole story with that? Like I don't. Yeah. Know. So there's a lot of those things in there, and I feel like. And this is a, this is the thing about this not being a graphic novel and just part of you know the first six issues of a series that those things might come back in. You know what I mean? Because this isn't the six, end of it. Six should be enough for you to get it. Sh- it should be enough for you to get an idea of how these characters are related. Because with the way the comics are written these days, you're lucky if you get six yeah. issues and can go on. You're taking a big risk if you're trying to tell uh, one opening story. With the hopes that, oh, all these other loose ends, I'll tie up if I get to issue 12. Um, yeah. This is, this is really like you are given a running start in this book, yes. right? So you're thrown in this world, and we catch pieces of it as we go. You kind of understand. Like, at first, you don't know what the heck Francis is, but then later on, you find out what he is. Like, right. He's a, a, a golem who's yeah. built to, to protect the kids. Uh, you don't really understand, like, why... Why is their aunt? Why is her whole family? The aunt killed? was a weird character as far as what was her real purpose uh, in the story. I, I couldn't figure that out. Well, it seems like she used to be a church. So she's uh, the Latimer's sister, right? The right. dad. And she used to be like, she, she used was like, casting spells and shit. Yeah, she was yeah. with them, but it seems like she went to go live a life without monster hunting, right? Like, right. that's what they said in there. Yeah, they say, like, oh, she, you know, be safe or whatever, yeah. like Aunt Gail or whatever. And then when the Latimer's died. That allowed all these monsters to attack. Because he said, like, the house was protected. protected yeah. And so my guess is it must have been, like, her house was protected by the same spell. Mm. And so the succubus is trying to get rid of all the Latimers at one time, is what it seems like is going to happen. And so that's why she gets attacked. But you're given those pieces so... Like, that happens early. And then it's not until later you find out, like, oh, she's magical. And she also used to fight, you know... What, demons. What did you think about the MacGuffin in this story? Like, did that make sense? The book? Yeah. No, I couldn't. I don't understand exactly what the book was. Did you? Did you? Get I it? not. It was no, like the, I kind of. What's the book in Evil Dead? The Necronomicon. Yeah, 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 <laughs> right? yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Like, if you touch it, you die? It's only, like, mortals can't touch it, so only, like, half demons can touch it. And this was created, like, at the beginning of time. Yeah, before. and, like, George yeah. is, like, hanging on to it, but he's, like, all, like, decayed and gross. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, but was Davy Crockett in this book yeah, at this point as well? Yeah, I felt like it was it a weird social studies yeah. lesson. They're like, we're at the Alamo. Like, no, it was weird. I'm like, there. No, this, that's Davy, because they kept saying Crockett. I'm like, well. Yeah, it's Davy Crockett, but then you see, like, whoever this Latimer is at this time james latimer is like he's been fighting monsters and apparently there were monsters at the alamo okay can you explain to me the the because he comes back at the as the old man in the end like he's the old man who's chained up right the guy the, who's been living through history yeah george so he's yes. the he's the latimer like the 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 patriarch of the latimer family like the I first think so. i think oh. yeah maybe I don't and, know. And so we follow him. That's where I started to get really confused. Yeah. I could handle the chaos of the characters during the night and, and them running into each other. And because that story is fast-paced, I could forgive a lot of, um, oh, you know what? It's okay. We're just kind of running through this. Yeah. It's, it feels chaotic. But when they start trying to explain the past and the whole book and, and its place in history, and then there's like this headless... What was okay? It was the creation guy. Am I correct me if I'm wrong? But is that the creation guy that we see? Like they that's have the one that the kills end? Latimer at the beginning. So the one that calls uh, kills wow. Riley at the beginning, the monster with the head. Okay, is the same head at the Alamo. Okay. Oh, so is it? it? Yeah. But he's with him the whole time, and he's yeah. like, "Hey, you want to go eat some?" Dead I did not know that. Yeah, so the yeah, same, so same guy. If you read in the back, and this is why this back is really important. It talks to you about creations, and it says that every. Like, families create these things. Is it the very first monster they talk about? It's the second, I think. Yeah, like so creation. Throughout time, various religions, regions, and royalty have walked the dark tightrope that is a ritual of creation. So you make something. So you make... Uh, so their creation is a golem. Like, that's what protects the kids. But a long time ago, this creation is what made... Like like the early Latimer's made, and so he's been around for that long, but now he's bad. I don't know. I don't know. And he talks about like when he's spoiler alert, he's choking out Josiah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's saying like the touch of your father's hand or something like that. And since he's all like Franken sewn together, yeah. Like, was, did, did is that like his dad's? Because they were that's taking what I spoiler alert, well. yeah, taking did. parts of his they mother took, as yeah, well. They took bodies, oh, so getting a headache. Yeah. Getting so, a headache. It's it's. <laughs> There's really a, elaborate. There's a ton of stuff going on. And, and it's... I... It seems like they threw a bunch of stuff at the wall. And so you've got this... So what's his name? So the the first Latimer with those blue eyes or whatever, with the George. big beard, George. He's at Roanoke Island, which is like the lost colony. Yeah, that just disappeared, The first yeah. colony that disappears. And so it looks like that's when he writes the book. He's a cannibal too. Like, like that's his weak. That's his Achilles heel. He just loves to well, eat things. Well, the cannibal a, turned a, him into a Wendigo. A Wendigo. Yeah. yeah. So, like, that's a mythology that you eat people and you turn into a Wendigo. And so he had at Roanoke. That's how he survived was by eating people. And then he creates that book. And I think that's the book they're going. Like, that's the book that he uses that uh, Josiah uses to kill the succubus at the end, right? Mm-hmm. Or the dragon. Right? Yeah. Remember the good old days where you just had to fight a magical sword? Yeah. And that was it. That's all you need to know. Just, the worst is, thing that yeah. happens is you just get lost in the woods exactly. for like a really long time. This is, they got cannibals, <laughs> people turning the Wendigos. <laughs> yeah, there's some serious, there's some serious stuff going on. Uh, but I, but 
So yeah, that's what he. So he uses the book to kill the dragon at the end. It is definitely a MacGuffin, and it, and it has then, the whole uh, in the end. It is yeah, Ammon and, or whatever. and that's yeah, who and he. That's, that's the demon he is. Yeah. Um. The the thing right the thing that gets me is I think if you just took out a couple things, right, the story would have flowed a little easier because no one talks about this book at all for the first however long, right? There's really it's no... Just, no yeah, it yeah, in the, it, it it's kinda, in the opening, but that's it. And then they don't talk about it. Because he's holding the book, and then it says... What is it? Quovis? Quovis? Yeah. And he's talking about the book, like, or referencing it, I guess. Yeah. And he, indirectly. <laughs> but it's not talked about for the rest of the... Yeah, so it's not like they're searching for the book. They just could, like come upon the book, and they can use it. They don't know its importance or yeah. something, I guess. So. Um. But yeah, it's this. It's it's almost this comic is trying to be a mix of too many different genres and bring in so many different elements from things they love. They love, uh, and so that's where we see things like the gore doesn't really fit some of some of the uh, the uh, undertones of the story. We have the monsters in there, but then we also have it. It just seems like there's they're, they're trying to do so much in this book, and if they just kind of step back, the author step back and said, you know, these are the most important elements. Let me let me spend more time developing these and shaping these as opposed to trying to fit everything in here. Well, that's what I'm curious about now. Now that this thing is over, right? These six issues are over and the Latimers are now Joey or uh, Zoe and Josiah, right? Is it now like there's less to throw in there? It, you know what I'm saying? It seems like now you can do like the monster of the week type thing where they they go in on like a four issues will be they're hunting down this thing in like Africa. Well, and, and maybe they like might maybe they might answer some of the questions about the other characters that yeah, were like, yeah. why is this guy here for two seconds? Yeah, and, but he because he seems really important. Right. But also they have the the aunt is there and everybody. Yeah, like the I mean now they have like this there. gang. Yeah, you know they're what like little spy so. kids like this. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it also I was oh, what did I say it was it reminded me of I was thinking about it. Um, it was right at the end where I was like, oh, that kind of reminds me of... Now I don't remember. You said spy. The case. end gets really big. It becomes real... Uh, I mean, there's a, a dragon. And that's what I... That, <laughs> like, like that's when I was like... It got really convoluted, and then it comes down to him having to kill this dragon. And then I was like, all right, I'm in. Like, let's kill this dragon. Because yeah. it was one monster. I liked... and So, let me, let me ask you this. Um, do you... Do you think they used, and I don't know if this, can you actually say, do you think they used too many monsters? Or does the amount of monsters match the scope of what's just happened? Like, the monster hunters mm. of the world are gone, and so now every monster can do what they want? Or was there just too many to kind of follow? Uh, I, I, don't, I guess it wasn't, it didn't disturb me the number of monsters on there, Um but just from the standpoint, like, I wouldn't say there's too many monsters in Monster Squad either. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, I mean, that seems to be kind of what this is. But you're, you're right. I think it's because we're meeting this family at a really tragic point. Uh, in their life, or really, like, uh, it's almost like an event ending point, like, where yeah. you go to to build up to. And we're that's, starting from this event, as you said earlier. Yeah, I think that's really, I think that's what it boils down to for me, is it feels like this is the culmination of something, but it's the beginning of it. What aspect of, we talked about this having multiple parts to a multiple genres so what part did you enjoy the most um if you could if you could pull that out and develop that, that more out. i feel like okay i will never say there's too many monsters because <laughs> the horror people will come and probably do something horrible to me um but i just 
I kind of felt like they didn't get like the spotlight that they should have had. I felt like they should have focused a little bit more on them. They just kind of came in and did some horrible shit, and Ooh. then they bailed. You know what I mean? And then they came in again, but there was more of them, and they did some horrible bullshit, and they bailed. I I just felt like. You know, the first time you see Frankenstein, you have, like, the Frankenstein moment. The I just wanted yeah. it to be a little bit more focused on, on, on who these guys were and giving them a little bit more time to kind of get to know the monsters. But I do I do understand, like, the chaos of it all. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I'd have to say my favorite part is it kind of has, like, a, it's like the shadow meets yeah. Monster Squad meets cabin in the woods meets hellboy kind of thing yeah yeah i don't know i really i did like the quieter moments though if you want to call them that but mm. it's just like where they're in the house and they're kind of frantically trying to get away and they're talking to each other and kind of get to know their personalities more mm. yeah i thought i was just going to be like monsters yay blood and guts yay mm. but that was actually the element i really appreciate the most because i felt everything else was so all over oh, the yeah. place i still enjoyed it but i felt like if i had to focus on one element it would be that the connections between the characters and the relationships. I thought that was really, really cool. What about I, you, Josh? What if you could pull, if you pull out wanna, one thing and have them develop the, more? The escape was probably my favorite part of it when they're in the police office. Yeah. And so for an entire issue, they're running through... Like, so it's like... I don't know. It's probably issue Agreed, two. Agreed, that's one of my favorite parts. Issue too. two is like awesome. them escaping the police office. And that plays so well. Because mm-hmm. it's like... There's a goal. It's it's got some funny moments. It's got some gory stuff in it. Um, I think that played. I thought that moment had the best amount of stuff, right? And the most consistent tone. Yeah, there was the most consistent. I could attach it to like a genre. Yeah, like it was really something. Oh, it's it's funny, but it's also like like make my day. Like yeah, they're they're you know clicking shotguns with one hand and stuff. So. And I think it picks up, and again, I think, Andrea, I think you're right, they're in the house, and I think that's the next best part, mm-hmm. is when they're in the house trying to find, uh, that's when he tries to find the book, right? Yeah. yeah He's trying to find the letters. Yeah, the letters, that's right. And so I thought that part felt good, and then the very end, when you get the um, the dragon part, I thought that was kind of, those three parts felt the best for me. I, th- I think that those were the those parts had really good beats. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the in-between, the flashbacky stuff that threw me off. Right. And some of the other stuff that kind of broke up the the straightforwardness of a story. I wish me. they played that reality TV angle up a little more. Like, they were like, like I hope they do going further. Like, yeah. they become, like, the stars of the show. That's something get, I hadn't seen. You get, like, like the that. little interview breaks, like, on yeah. the office a little bit. Like And, like, the crew could be part of it. I just gave a gym look for everybody listening. <laughs> like, podcast man. <laughs> Well, and I, I don't know. I was like a huge Tales from the Crypt fan, and there was this one episode that the the opening really reminded me of, and it was I want to say it was Morton Downey Jr. and he was like a guy. He was like a. It was kind of like his own reality show mm-hmm. before reality was a thing, and reality TV was a thing. Reality's always been a thing. Anyway, that's not here nor there. Okay, so but he's going into this haunted house, and then all this horrible crap happens. But they're you know it's like a found footage thing, and yeah. it, you know, and it really reminded me of that. And I I I would have liked a little bit more of that angle, and I don't know where the other you know volumes go but i i mean that would have been cool i think they're on issue 12 so my guess is volume two will be maybe they're farther than that i'm not sure but my guess is volume two is out soon if not out right now if that makes sense because this is one through six um should we talk about the art in this as far as before we get to the art let's go uh what's your favorite monster and then we'll get to art favorite monster andrea oh shoot what's your favorite monster Uh, i really the skinwalker was really cool mm-hmm. 
Um, and also uh, the um, what the crap? Sorry. Oh, this this what the heck is this called? The this, bird thing. Yeah, the bird thing. The ekic. Yes, ekic. I just like the like the visual of it. I thought it was really cool. I thought um like the the guys that kind of open it. I'm sorry, I'm referring to this thing like a dope. Um, the bacac. They they looked like they <laughs> they looked like the mod like the guys from They Live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and I kind of like hipster zombies. Yeah, that's they're like hipster zombies. So I was kind of like, I don't know. They have like weird Ramones hair, and, and like... that's why I liked it because <laughs> it was like, I was like, there's it's like there's Glenn Danzig, and there's, you know, it seemed very. I, like... I was gravitating more towards like the visuals of like you look like the Universal horror werewolf, yeah. you know, yeah. guy and that sort of thing. So I would say those are those are my favorites, the ones that really look like monster monsters. Travis, but... your favorite monster? I like the succubus, man. I, I really <laughs> love her design. I <laughs> Love she's, the design she's of the That's yeah. really what it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> whenever there's like partial nudity, that's Travis. This is my favorite, part. Pa- my favorite panel. <laughs> I'm gonna go. My favorite one was the bacac, the, like, the hipster, the, hipster the monsters, like monsters, because literally they reminded me of the Ramones or yeah. like '80s hardcore guys. <laughs> but, but and they're like, also like I feel like. Like they're they're barely monsters. Like they're yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if anyone's gonna be reincorporated back into the world, yeah, it's gonna be them. You like, know, like, <laughs> like you'll see them all the time. Well, you know what? They remind me of like uh, like they're just fodder for them to beat up. That's yeah. all it is. Like because the, like one of them bites Francis, and he's like, "What the hell?" Like yeah. like, but he's like, obviously, well, well nothing can. Hurt, it's an but afterthought. Then we learn that no one can hurt Francis. That's right? he gets true. Shot yeah, that's time. true. Um, but I thought they were. I thought they were my favorite because they seemed like the dopiest useless monsters <laughs> and so I liked that they were in there yeah like, they're just like you throw them to the wood chipper that's all <laughs> that's all they're for um, so let's get into art uh, we met Jorge Corona at uh, Phoenix Comic Con yeah nice uh, guy man they were, they were uh, him and um, yeah, uh, him and Morgan we, yeah. we, we met with them uh, they both signed my copy of Goners they both signed my copy of Goners and their signatures are a little smudgy right now I'm a little Jorge's is a little smudgy I must have been it was on my sweaty hand yeah you you're reading it you're like so many monsters I'm so <laughs> oh my God. Um, but let's talk about it so what do you think of the art Andrea what do you think of it um I really enjoyed I don't know it was like the the non-flashback moments I really mm-hmm. enjoyed I while everything else looked really cool, I was a little thrown by the flashbacks and then like kind of the memories of the parents and then like this weird spoiler alert, alternate universe with the dad where he's going through this. Mm-hmm. Like I his dream or whatever. yeah, it's beautiful. But I just for me, if I'm looking at like horror as a horror fan, like any visual of like inside the house, these shadows, kind of you know, like that's that's what I really dug. And then anything where there's just a buttload of monsters just killing everybody. That's just. There are a couple scenes where like there is. So That's reminded me of going... Cabin in the Woods. It's like yeah. elevator opens, bam, yeah. everything just comes out. There's but... a giant splash page. I don't know if there's no pages on this, but there's there's a giant splash page where like everybody's fighting. Yeah. Yeah, and it's right after. Um, I don't know where it's right after, but like everybody's fighting on this page, and it is like a melee of stuff. And I think, uh, what did you what did you think of the art, Travis? Uh, yeah, I, I I loved it. I, I we were kind of drawn to um, uh, Corona's booth um, when we were walking yeah, through Con this year, and we saw some of the 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 watercolors of Morgan and some of the sketches that he was doing. That little small thing, and we kind of just like beelined over there yeah. and we're looking at his stuff. As I think it has, it's got those sharp lines to it. You know, um, he did a Hellboy for me, and it, it it's like that. It's kind of like you know you really yeah. should see. It's like everything is just. It's not anatomically correct. Everything is just no, kind yeah, of everything's kind of like exaggerated but you know one of the things that I that I don't find myself myself looking at as much 
but I was drawn to this book for the backgrounds. I thought that there was there was time put into them. Sometimes as I think comic book artists, we, we kind of, I think they overlook the background sometimes and just try to get the like action. I really rich kind or of just rem- setting. For right, the, They made right. the locations kind of, you know, be a part of the story. So. Exactly, yeah. And so it, it, time was, was spent not just, you know, withdrawing the backgrounds, but researching and, like, he was designing that house and he was designing yeah. the uh, a lot of the different, like, the, um, the precinct and then yeah, the, the underground caves and everything yeah. was really, the backgrounds were really well, well done and then, um, I I know you want to talk about the, the watercolors, right? The so I I dug the art. It's Corona's doing a really good job. I like his stuff on We Are Robin. I think that looks really good. He has it matured. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, his the style's a little different on there. Uh, the watercolors that has got to be if the whole book, and it couldn't be because it doesn't like this. The watercolor sets the tone for this other world, but that is just magical they're the best pages in the book those colors yeah. are it's there's just something like surreal about it right because it's that watercolor and it's all in kind of that red and blue and gray tones uh that there's something about it i really like and i think you get you get like a touch of pink on their cheeks and in their mm-hmm. nose and i think it's like a real kind of i really dug those pages the best uh and i i really like those kind of watercolors and in fact uh, i got morgan to do a uh, a wonder woman I had her commission a Wonder Woman for me, and it's got that same sort of like watercolored stuff to it that I really, that's just awesome. It's really pretty. I really dug it. Um, otherwise, did you feel that the art fit a horror book? I don't think this is a horror book, really. I think it has monsters in it. Okay. But I don't think there's there's much. No, you're right. There's not a lot of it. scare in it yeah. necessarily. Um, it's like a monster book, but I I think that uh, the art. I thought the art. I liked the. Um, the cart like the I don't even know I'm so it's, bad it's at pretty describing cartoony. Yeah, it's cartoony. really it's really a cartoony style because it does I, I I feel like this would work well as like a Saturday morning cartoon like a half yeah. an hour you like tone down the violence with yeah. monsters and then you could have yes. your little uh, those those bacca yeah guys and they would like, always you know, be there shredded you and they just be chasing them and the scene it's like a Hanna Barbera cartoon <laughs> where like the scene just rotates around the entire time like Scooby it's exactly. right. yeah, it's almost yeah. Scooby Dooish right no it is. And I think that's what works. But I think it's what also keeps it from being... The the art also keeps moments that are scary and are gruesome in here less gruesome and less scary because Mm -hmm. it doesn't fit well. It's like... um, Well, we did the same thing. We read Lock and Key. And Lock and Key plays with a very similar style. Yeah, right. I would agree. It's a very similar cartoony style. Big eyes. Yeah, big eyes. Um and it's the same thing. That one was never scary. Ooh, I disagree. Really? Where the witch was crawling out of the well. One scene And then, like, the, not... the, the kid, like, the creepy kid who would always, like... Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess. But but, they, but that was the overall tone of yeah. that. Like, they, they, the, the tone, I think, one of the things we talked about was, like, all over the place. And here's so many yeah. elements. At least in my it's, opinion. It seems many... a lot more playful than Lock and Key did. And right. the last horror one we read was Witches, and that is that is a legit horror book. Yeah. Like that's legit. I'm I was creeped out when I read that one. Uh, but I it was there's some fun stuff in here that I enjoyed, and then there was some stuff where I just kind of got overwhelmed by the story. Just overwhelmed by the story. So one of your favorite panels, Travis? We favorite panel time. Yeah, yeah, we're at that time. All right, favorite panel. So, Andrea, mm. did you pick a favorite panel? I don't think I, I actually. You. No, I, I, I listen to this. This is not my first yeah, radio of this show. Know. I've been exposed do you wanna, do you wanna go to first? comic exposure. Actually, yeah, yeah. give me a second. This one. What's this one? 
this. Well, you got to tell people. You, you explain <laughs> you explain oh, okay. It. Next, Josh. <laughs> Listeners, did you get that? You have to explain then, the panel. Where is uh, it at? Wait, the hold on. There's that one, and then... Uh, Still, that one doesn't do anything. No, hold up, hold up. Let me just... <laughs> the audience. Thinking out loud, hang tight. Um, okay. okay, so... The two panels that I really love are very reminiscent of anybody who's seen Cabin in the Woods, one of my favorite horror movies. Um, and there's just a moment where it's just like total chaos, total carnage, and monsters everywhere. And this is where all these characters show up and just kick ass. So, it's and a, the, first, so the first one is when they're in the precinct. Yes, right? the first one's in the precinct. Scene. Yeah, and the cops are, you know, just kind of blowing all these, um, whatever these wolf monsters are. Out the, of, when, uh, the, the no, not Wendigo. They're the um, wargs. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And um, and Lyle, who I love, um, is just kind of front and center, and he's. Kind of just ready to kick ass, but it's just totally chaotic. And then there's another one where similar idea. Now they're out um, in the town, and uh, the aunt has joined them, and all these are the uncle and a bunch of other characters. And it's basically every monster has come out. And um, there's some really funny elements too. Like there's this reporter that's or the girl who's working for yeah. the reality show, and she's there, and she's just she's just getting her butt kicked like the entire comic but she's there just you know freaking out and everything so i just like i just love all the chaos and the the detail and, the yeah. yeah it's like those are the two moments where like everything happens yes and i think those are the two parts those are the two parts where i think the story is good right like you hit the you hit the oh my gosh here's a bunch of monsters let's kill them yeah right i think that that this book does that well a couple times and you said that you liked uh lyle and that's one thing we don't really get to talk too much about the characters because there's so many of them, but there's not a lot about them, right? Like Lyle's that tough as nails cop, right? And then like, Francis is that tough, tough as nails go- golem. Yeah, there's guy. a lot of tough as nails people. In <laughs> yeah. There. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And there's like the tough as nails bodyguard for With the ants. Yeah. yeah, some sick beards. Yeah, sick beards. Many, many sick, sick amounts of facial hair. In yes. There. yes. Uh, Travis, favorite panel. Um. Uh. I liked the one with the giant succubus on it. <laughs> <laughs> Not no, the, the watercolor one. one no. Yeah, the, the watercolor one. Everything the watercolor one is is great. It was my favorite piece of it. But I, I liked, I liked the one uh, the succubus. It's on the bottom of the page, right? Before, it's the end of uh, one of the issues, and um, in the foreground you have um, uh, Zoe and Josiah. Josiah's got a sword on his back. Zoe's yeah. got a shotgun, and they have the animal. It reminded me of that all those fun elements we were talking about that are like very like Spielberg-y, yeah. you know, where the kids like uh, are um, they make their own weapons, right? Yeah, like, exactly. She's yeah, never yeah. shot a pump like a like a like a sawed off shotgun before, but damn it, she's gonna use yeah. it, right? Like, that <laughs> she's kind got of thing. pretty good form with it too. Yeah, like, it's you not know. bad, you know, for like a seventeen year old girl with a sawed off shotgun. She knows what she's doing. Uh, my favorite panel is going to be... I'm going to pick a watercolor one. Yeah. I almost didn't pick a watercolor one because I didn't... Got to. Someone's got to pick yeah, it. Yeah, so they... my favorite one... What's it? Is uh, the... Is it the first time we see watercolor? Or the second time? It's the second time we see watercolor. Ooh! By the when, way, I, I want to talk about this guy at the end. Too. Okay. Uh, so it's when Mrs. Latimer is barfing up the succubus, I guess is the best way to put it. It's coming out of her mouth. It's yeah. coming out of her ears. Her ears. Like, there's this full panel shot, and she's just like, <laughs> Right after she... So, like, uh, Josiah is born, and she's barfing up a succubus. And I thought that was kind of the... There, it's just disturbing, but really pretty. And I think it really shows the weird sort of uh, angles that, that Corona does. Uh, and then just the watercolor I really dug, so... 
that's my favorite panel is near the end yeah Corona does hair really well just in general <laughs> it's very it's very anime like but not as sharp the mom's hair in the like and she's got those cool hip glasses little yeah. round sort of glasses yeah. and she has these like yeah she's very steampunky and which I'm Buns not even really tendrils, yeah I'm not really yeah. a steampunk person but she's just like yeah yeah the whole Vladimir family is dressing like it's like uh like 1850. Yeah. Uh, even when they fight monsters, it's like in billowy vests. Yeah. <laughs> and like boots. She's... He's got like a friend, um... yeah. a Captain America boots yeah. on, right? Uh, and, and there's no like, kind of, this place is like never, never. You know what I mean? It's not, there's, it's not like a, like, I mean, I get they say it's Massachusetts and stuff, yeah, but yeah. in my parents being from Boston, I'm like, yeah, cool, that's awesome. But at the same time, it's really not, it's not a real place. It's not very specific. And when it says just now, you know what I mean? Anywhere. It's it really could be Anytime, any time. Yeah, right? exactly. There's nothing that's necessarily specifically of a time period. Yeah. So you I, wanted you wanted to talk I like about that. One guy. Yeah, what's that guy? I, I really liked his design. Top hat guy. Yeah, the top hat dude. The top hat guy yeah. is Malik Hamvet. Hamvet. <laughs> yeah, that's my jam. The right angel, there. the angel of life and death. So apparently, I take it back. That's my favorite monster. Screw that succubus. Uh, I really, like, his scene was really weird, and I didn't know what he was. He was one of the guys that was there for, like, a flash in the pan, and then he's gone. Well, I'm then like, he comes back, oh, too, cool. right? He comes back really quick, and he gets killed. Yeah. Does he he's like, I'm gonna, he's like, I'm gonna get the kids. Yeah, and then the, the kids rules. just bail. Like, they get in a car and just leave. Well, he let them leave, I think is what he let them do. Like, he let them, he stopped time so they could take off. Uh, but then there was a thing where like everybody has something written on their forehead yeah, I that either. and you yeah. don't know what it means but it's their future so he remembers that his sister's head says pierced because she's going to get pierced by the sword he's supposed to stab her and right. the other people had feed on their forehead because they were going to get eaten by the the wargs and that's where oh, was that yeah, yeah, yeah. it yeah. says something of... <sighs> so he's like brings balance so, uh, in rare cases, for reasons unknown, they've killed victims with but a touch. Uh, but he brings the balance to the world. So he has no master. He can kind of just come and go. I dig it. And do, a, and do what he wants. Ronin. Yeah. yeah. He's a Ronin. Did you watch that movie? <laughs> no. 47 Ronin? No. You should. I think I really bad. It's on HBO. It's all right. I should. <laughs> you I should. should. If I watch that movie, Josh. <laughs> if you want to wa- watch a decent Keanu Reeves vehicle, you should. You should watch 47 Ronin. Decent. There's a, there's a lady who becomes a dragon at the end. I'm editing that out of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so my last. Here's what we always do. We kind of go. Would you? Would you recommend it? So, Andrea, would you recommend this book? I would recommend it to <laughs> the right people. I would recommend it to a horror fan because I feel like they can appreciate elements of this, but. I was just like, if it was a first-time comic book reader, I would not throw this at them. I think they would get really frustrated. I think they'd kind of be over it really fast. Um, I just think that... Um, the cover is really appealing, but I just feel like it's not as simple as all this. So I, I wouldn't give it to a first-time comic book reader, but um, someone who's definitely a fan of, of a horror genre, or at least like a monsters. Of monsters and yeah. stuff like that, I think they would definitely dig it. So Travis? If I walked into someone's house and saw like Fablehaven or Lemony Schnicket on the shelf, I would be like, "There you go." Yeah. And if I didn't yeah. see, if I didn't see at least one of those books, I would not recommend this to anyone unless they that. had those books in the bookshelf. Um, I agree, I agree with you. Here, here's what I do: if they turned this into a movie or a TV show, I'd be all over it. I would totally be all over it because I think you can tell a little bit more about who these characters are when they move 
more than just a panel, right? right? So we don't get enough mannerism sometimes with characters in comic books. I mean, fan like amazing writers and amazing artists can kind of do that stuff. Um, and I, you know, there's bits and pieces of it in here where you kind of get glimpses of who who you get glimpses of who characters are. Um, but if they turn this into a TV show or a movie, I tell people to go see it because I think it would be, I think it'd be really, I think it would make a really good TV show or a movie. Uh, I would. I think I'm with you, Travis. I, I I think both of you, Andrea. If I knew someone who really liked monsters, if for nothing else, dude, read this and check out the cool monsters that are in it. Right. Uh, and then you know what? I'll probably give it to Grace and see if Grace likes it because uh, she kind of likes this sort of you know she kind of likes I think the she would adventure yeah. stuff and I, I think she'd like it. Um, so you know I I would I'd give it to. I'd probably put it in the hands of a teenager before I put it in the hands of an adult. Yeah, that that's, a, that's a good point. That's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. So, Travis, anything else? That's it for Goners. That's it for Goners. Yeah. That's it for the summer reads, man. We yeah. finished our summer reading. So oh, if you if you have independent it, summer man, like, it I, need, was. I need like can I get like a shield or like a cape or something? I know, I know. So so all the summer we did summer reads. You can go back uh, on the website www.comicexposure.com. Uh, go to the podcast page and you can go back and listen to all of our summer reads. Uh, where it was really independent summer. Best summer read. What do you think it was? Best summer read. Uh, which is hands down, right? It's which yeah, which is hands, hands down, down was the best summer read. Uh, although you know I really liked. Uh, there's bits and pieces of stuff. Alex and Ada had some really good stuff in it. Uh, I really dug the... Southern Bastards. Oh, Southern Bastards was great. Uh, but really good stuff. So if you want to go back and listen to those podcasts, we did a nice indie summer. Uh, we read uh, essentially all uh, Dark Horse and Image, and image books. Yeah. Uh, so we are coming back out of this to start kind of our fall quarter, I guess. I guess we do it in like thirds. So this is like... We do summer... Yeah, since I, we don't have to define it. Yeah, so <laughs> we're gonna do another. We're gonna do another batch of books. The next book we're gonna do is uh, Hawkeye. So uh, Fraction and Aja's Hawkeye just came to an end after like the longest. It took forever to get through this thing, uh, like for this to come out and finish. We're gonna read the first volume of uh, Hawkeye. My life is a weapon. Uh, if you haven't read it, pick it up, read it. <coughs> It is great. This is kind of our jump back into the big two, and I think it's a really good way to do it because it's the most indie-feeling big two book. And this kind of started what's been happening right now at Marvel and at DC with this more indie feel of books coming out from those two. So that's the next book up is Hawkeye. Uh, we'll be posting our uh, reading list on Twitter and the website, so you can find us uh, on Twitter at Comic Exposure on Facebook at uh, www.facebook.com slash comic exposure. Andrea, thank you for coming on. Thank you so yes, much. Thank it was you. really fun. Thanks thank for you. coming on and reading a book and uh, nerding out with us. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we'll see you next trade.